from BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. As the end of the year draws close and the days get shorter, the nights get longer, it's time for some great music, and I hope you are cuddled up someplace warm and able to enjoy this terrific music we have, A Celtic Christmas. The group is a group we've had in two other times, but this time they're bringing us Christmas music, Utopia Early Music. We'll get to speak with several of the instrumentalists and soloists. Just a reminder, the land that we're talking about songs and instrumentals in solstice mode from Ireland and Scotland, Wales, England, the Isle of Man. We have a vocal quartet plus the Celtic harp, Baroque cello, fiddle, various recorders and flutes from festive reels to medieval chants and winter lullabies. They're now in their eighth season and going strong utopia early music and we'll start off with Christ's lullaby.
Christ's Lullaby from the Outer Hebrides of Scotland. Beautiful music performed by Emily Nelson, soprano and co-founder of the group, Christopher Lecluse, tenor and co-founder, Megan Lee, mezzo-soprano, Michael Chipman, baritone, and Therese Honey, Celtic harp. Christopher, thank you for coming and bringing the group. Oh, truly our pleasure. It's nice to have you back again, but boy, a Celtic Christmas. I'm going to ask you one question that has no answer, so you can't be wrong. Okay. For some reason, there is something mystical it feels about those. There's no Irish polka. <laughs> I mean, that's not the land of the polka and the two-step. It's, it's the, these are the lands of something else. Mm -hmm. and that just seems so... Is there something about the landscape? Who yeah. knows? What's your answer? Well, I mean, you know, of course, we're an early music ensemble, but we find that this music really uh, marries well with the kind of medieval and Renaissance and Baroque music that we're used to performing. Um, and so on this program, we blend the two and go all the way back to some of the earliest music we actually can find written down from these Celtic lands. And I agree, I think the, the music actually kind of creates a soundscape that I think is, is as mystical as the landscape. Um, I went to Ireland a number of years ago, and one of my first impressions was, you know, if I lived here, I'd start believing in leprechauns, too. <laughs> Christopher Lecluse is a tenor. We mentioned founding member of the Utopia Early Music Ensemble, studied voice in English at the Oberlin Conservatory, Oberl Oberlin College, performed with Utah Symphony, Salt Lake Choral Artists. He's an associate professor of English and the writing center director at Westminster College. And I'm leaving out so many, so many credits because we want to put in lots of music. You love both the language and the music. Certainly, yeah. Mm -hmm. And pretty cool that you get to combine those two loves. Now, I think it's interesting that not only the music and the instruments have changed through the years, but so have the languages. Sure. Mm -hmm. So how do, you, how do you know, make your best estimation of how to pronounce and, right. and how to play as they played back then? Sure. Well, that's always a challenge, especially when we're doing early music. We sing in many different European languages, different dialects of Latin, mm -hmm. different historical stages of English. And unlike the scholars, um, we can't afford to simply debate how something might have been pronounced. Something has to come out of our mouths. <laughs> you have to de right. decide. You have to decide. Um, and so certainly there's a lot of approximation and best guessing. Um, but um, on a program like this, we're singing in middle and modern English. We're singing in Scots, which is the dialect of English spoken in Scotland. We're singing in Scots Gaelic, the Celtic language spoken in Scotland. Um, Irish Gaelic. Uh, we're also singing in Welsh. Um, so a lot of it is also getting cues from native speakers um, and, and taking it from there. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, let's hear some more of this music for A Celtic Christmas. We are listening to the Utopia Early Music Ensemble and Studio here. We're going to hear a piece now arranged by Christopher. This is Rejoice, Gracious Virgin, and features all of our singers. Oh, they're not. 
Gaudé Virgo Graziosa, Rejoice, Gracious Virgin, a piece from Ireland. That comes from about the year 1360. Just amazing that we can still have music from that era and reproduce it today. An arrangement by Chris Lecluse. Now we'll hear a piece called All the Sons of Adam. It's a Scottish piece with a trio of singers, Megan Lee, Christopher Lecluse, and Michael Chipman.
The sons of Adam answered then, Sing glory be to thee, God and man, the Father and the Spirit also, with honor and perpetual joy, with honor and perpetual joy. A little sampling of Scots English there with All Sons of Adam, a tune from Scotland, collected by Thomas Wode in the late 1500s. Megan Lee, Christopher Lecluse, and Michael Chipman. Bronwyn Beecher is with us. She, her, her superhero name is the Fiddle Preacher. That's right, and when, I have special superpowers. You do, and we're going to hear <laughs> even more of them. <laughs> they all have. You have no like the magic lasso or anything like Wonder Woman. You have the magic fiddle that you. Well, and I have my Harry Potter fiddle bow, uh, wand. Wow. Also. We are combining so much magic in one room. <laughs> Bronwyn, thank you for coming and being with us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, you've recently concertized with the Intermountain Acoustic Music Association, and you've released a brand new self-titled album, Bronwyn Beecher, The Fiddle Preacher. And welcome thank to Highway so 89. We're so glad to have you. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, I'm such a pleasure to be here. You know, you wrote one time, and, and we loved we loved this, we found online, you wrote, quote, something stirs deeply in people when I charge into a lively Celtic fiddle tune or play a drippingly romantic Hungarian-style violin solo. I'm sewing exotic ethnic threads from the past into my original songs and wrapping them in a contemporary package for modern listeners. Wow, that's good. It is. It's really good. But charging into a lively Celtic fiddle tune, is that still kind of magic to you when you, with one instrument, could have a whole room dancing? Oh, my goodness. You know, I used to play a lot of festivals. I had a Celtic rock band. And I noticed that we, when we went from a rock tune to everybody in the band taking a break, and I would just bust out this, you know, Cape Breton-style reel, and everybody perked up. And it's like a language that everybody automatically speaks, this really deep, these deep ethnic roots just run in our, in, inside of us. And something about the fiddle, you can, you can convey both the rhythm and the melody. I try to, yes. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> I, tell, I tell my students the purpose of a fiddler is, is really to be accompaniment for dancing. And so the melody is there, yes, but the rhythm is so important mm. so that people can feel that groove. Well, I would love to talk for just a moment about your mismatched academic career and give comfort to parents of children who have changed <laughs> majors everywhere. <laughs> but they're including my own. Uh, <laughs> you seem to, to love anything you studied, but not be content to just focus on that one thing. Well, you know, I had this wonderful thing happen to me when I was at Loyola University in the music program, and that is I got tendonitis in my arms, so much so that I had to stop playing. And the reason hmm. that that was such a gift is because had that not happened, it would have, I would have stayed on course to sitting in an orchestra somewhere. And although I have passion about classical music, um, it's just not what, what is you know, the deepest stirring inside of me. And I may not have found that had I not been forced to change gears. And so after I changed gears, I did some traveling, I did some street performing, you know, that's when I started picking up these traditional styles to get my arms back in shape. Mm. And I just never stopped. You know, I, I'm insatiable when it comes to ethnic musical styles. Well, we want to hear some purely instrumental music. So I'll have you take your place and grab that magic fiddle and the Harry Potter bow. <laughs> we'll have to find out which house made it. We'll, we'll ask later. <laughs> 
Here we go with three ships on the ocean. You'll you'll notice I, I saw three ships plus a tune called Ships Out on the Ocean. The, our instrumentalist Bronwyn Beecher, we just spoke with fiddle, Lisa Chofty, recorder, Therese Honey, Celtic Harp, and Eleanor Chrisman Cox, Baroque Cello. <laughs> We'll hear one more piece now, Old Lang Syne, but this is not the one that you know of, and it's not that one you hear on the radio every New Year's about this time of year either. But there was a tradition of writing these, and Robert Burns, he wrote one that is very familiar to us, but here's a musical setting by Alan Ramsey. To our instrumentalists, we'll add now Emily Nelson, Christopher Lecluse.
Despite the court and din of state, let that to them share fall. Who can esteem such slavery great while bound in like a ball? But sunk in love upon my arms, let your brave head Old Lang Syne with the instruments and a couple of soloists, Emily Nelson, Christopher Lecluse, vocalists. We are so lucky to have this core group that's always changing with Utopia Early Music, which includes the chance to invite special guests. And that is you, Therese Hunde. Hello. Thank you for being with us. My pleasure. Celtic harpist visiting artists from Houston, Texas, performed with the Chieftains at festivals really all around the world. Yes, I played at the Carolyn Festival in Kiju, County Roscommon, and Kiju is where Turlo O'Carolyn, the famous blind Irish harpist composer in the 18th century is where he was born, and they have an annual festival. Was, well, what is the title? Like, King of Harpists or Chief Harpist or...? No, it's a complicated answer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and if you'd like to turn this into the harp show, I'd be happy to help you with that. <laughs> yeah. Even as a child, you loved the harp. We yes, read. I started when I was seven years old. Um, my family was out somewhere. We saw a little harp ensemble playing. I was riveted by it, and my mother then proceeded to get me started on the harp, and I knew, always knew this is what I was Did you do. start on the traditional harp? Or? Yes, I did, yeah. And at what point did you think, you know, I need to branch into the Celtic harp and all of these other harps? Very good question. I started playing at the Texas Renaissance Festival, which is the largest festival in the United States right now. I started playing there when I was 16 years old, and I didn't. I never heard traditional Irish music then. I'd really never heard, other than on records, I'd never heard early music performed. And so as I started by hearing Irish traditional music and Scottish music live at these festivals, and I got interested in it in my 20s, and then I also started attending historical um, music conferences, and I got interested in medieval harp and Renaissance harp and so on, and then the addiction has kept going, and I have many, many harps, and I'm like uh, Bronwyn, I like the different instruments, I like the different music. I, like I, I was about to ask, do you feel comfortable sharing how many harps? Well, my husband is a retired physician, he says we have harp cancer and it's metastasized. <laughs> but, um, several of my harps are rentals for students, but I probably have about, well, I have at least a dozen. I'll Very nice. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> More, I'll admit to a dozen. And so how big a change is that mentally when you have a different tuning on different instruments? Well, you... about the tuning, and there was a medieval chronicler that once said that harpists spend half their time tuning and half their time playing out of tune, so I don't really know what the point of your question is. <laughs> you just make do with however it is. Yeah. So one thing's very exciting. You're headed to Scotland, the Isle of Skye. Yes to play with the Harpa Tour, and there'll be about a dozen of us that'll be performing at uh, several really wonderful places. We were there two years ago, and we were in Norway two years before that. What a beautiful place. It just sounds magical. It really, it really does. Is. It really is. Now, you lecture, you play concerts and festival engagements across the U.S., and I'm just wondering, do you ever stop and think, 
How come everybody in the world likes this kind of music? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, when I first heard, you know, early music, when I first heard traditional music, it was just like it really called to me. Some people, it, they're not interested in it. They say it all sounds the same. And I, I don't know. I'm a kind of a medieval girl at heart. I'm a, I'm a simple girl. I like monophonic music. I like diatonic music, music that doesn't have a lot of chromatic changes. I noticed you're wearing wooden shoes. And <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, yes, yeah, I, I like modern medical care and electricity. You know, <laughs> what a pleasure to have you here with the group. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming. Let's, we're going to hear more. Therese Honey has released four solo recordings and published several books of arrangements of Celtic and early music for the Celtic harp. And so you might want to check that out online. We're about to hear our instrumentalists and our singers in this next set will start with a piece that's called The Troubled Child. Thank you. 
Troubled Child, a piece from Northwest Ireland, and that's an arrangement by co-founder of Utopia Music, Emily Nelson, who also was one of the singers there. We'll now hear an instrumental piece, and you'll hear two tunes in this. First, a medley uh, that includes We Three Kings, and then another tune that's Brian Baru's March. Brian Baru, the only high king of Ireland, mixed together with the Three Kings. That's why this medley is called The Four Kings.
The Four Kings, performed by the instrumentalists of Utopia Early Music. If you could just see these instruments, picture them in your head, the, the Irish flute and the fiddle and the cello and this beautiful wooden Celtic harp resting on, yes, a green tartan on the floor to keep it from sliding. <laughs> It's just pretty, pretty cool even to just look around. I know, I know I'm under the influence of Celtic magic, but I think we all are when we hear it. But just to see the instruments themselves is so beautiful. Emily Nelson, soprano, founding member of Utopia Early Music, has degrees in voice, music history, early music performance from Indiana University and the University of Utah, where she completed her doctorate in vocal performance. And I have to just stop right there and say, you've sung the role of the Queen of the Night in have. the magic yeah. flute. And how high are those notes? <laughs> it goes up to an F above high oh C. Oh my goodness. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, your goodness and mine too. <laughs> okay, I thought. I Everybody's wa- goodness. I wonder if that's an E, but you're telling me it's an F. That's... It's unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, some people just don't do that role because it's not physically possible. Yes. So when, when you're on stage and about to do something like mm-hmm. that, what goes through your head? Or do you just not think you just... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's interesting. Um, you know, my I, I had a very wise teacher, uh, Julie Wright Costa, who um, advised me not to practice the high Fs before. Mm-hmm. She said, you, you know, you've done the work, just trust that it'll be there, because if you do it right before, you'll leave it in the practice room. <laughs> <laughs> so you just exer- exercise restraint is what you do before. <laughs> and then just scream your guts out. Yep, you just go for it. Okay, well, thank you for that little uh, diversion. So one of the, the wonderful things about your early music group is that you do, com- it's the whole gamut. We're hearing Celtic music right now, but there are upcoming programs that include Baroque music, also Renaissance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just wondering, when you prepare those different concerts, um, do, do you pr- think differently about each of them? Oh, about each of the different concerts? Yes, from, from oh. Baroque to Renaissance or choosing the music. Well, you know, there are a few kind of rules of, of choosing a good concert program, I think. you got to have some fast pieces. <laughs> that's that's a, a, an easy uh, mistake to make with, with things like this because it's easy to just do a lot of dreamy, slow things. So um, Chris and I sort of try to, to make sure we're getting a good balance of slow and fast. So there are some things that stay the same, but then, um, you know, there's a completely different set of personnel for each concert. So we try to play to the strengths of the people that we're going to get in and you know make sure they each have a a chance to shine this was founded in 2009 so you've been around a little while what was going through your head when you said i simply must have an early music group and so i will begin one Uh, well chris and i both have a passion for this kind of music and at the time especially at, at the time there just was not much going on that we could do and so we had to kind of build our own sandbox and you know make make it happen well <laughs> people we seem to, to want to come play yeah you in know that we've sandbox. had really good we've had a lot of really good response and i'm just so grateful that we're still doing this and that it's still going so well well we'll give the website if people want to see upcoming events that they can go to and and hear what you do we're going to hear a couple of pieces now that include the entire group all of the singers as well as this first one with the celtic harp and the baroque cello it's a piece from Wales called Con Hilar Dru, if I got that right, Hunting the Wren. Thank you. 
definitely qualifies as a fast piece. <laughs> because I don't speak Welsh, I don't know if they actually caught the wren, but they were definitely <laughs> after it. They were after it. So our final number, uh, appropriately enough, is called Good Night and Blessings to You. It's from both Scotland and the Isle of Man. We'll have all of our singers and all of our instrumentalists from Utopia Early Music.
night and blessings to you music from scotland and the isle of man performed by the members of utopia early music boy just to bathe in that sound here that was good for me <laughs> i love leaving feeling much better than even that i walked in and i was excited when i walked in our performers today were emily nelson soprano and co-founder of the ensemble christopher lecluse tenor and co-founder megan lee Mezzo Soprano, Michael Chipman, Baritone, Bronwyn Beecher, Fiddle, Lisa Chofty, Recorders and Irish Flute, Therese Honey, Celtic Harp, and Eleanor Chrisman Cox, Baroque Cello. You can find more information about the group's latest projects and their concerts. It's online at utopiaearlymusic.org. Thank you to all of you for beautiful, beautiful music for the season. Thank you for listening at home, and if you just caught part of the show or you'd like to hear it again or share it, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. And follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite, and the show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and as they say in one of the Gaelic languages, Noleg Hanaduit, Happy Christmas to you.